This is the Patriot Cause with Bud Cornwell, United States Marine Corps retired. Hello, everybody. This is Cole M. from LibertyRevoltMedia.com, and this is my story of why I left the left. When I was in high school, I was the most flagrantly anti-government person you can imagine. What's funny about this is that I thought, for some reason, that the Democratic Party was the anti-government party, and I guess I never did enough political research to understand that it's actually the political right that wants to impose smaller government. The only reason I continued to support the left was because I thought they would break up the corporate kleptocracy, which many people think has taken over America. Well, when I saw Barack Obama get elected and the biggest bank in the country, Citigroup, hand him a list of people to put in his cabinet, and then he puts in every single one, you can bet I lost just a a little bit of faith in the political left. And then we move on to the new era, and now we've got identity politics, hate speech, all these things. We're tearing ourselves apart over microaggressions and things we may or may not have said. Now, I understand if people get offended by these things, but I don't think people understand that they have personal responsibility, that they can choose to be offended or they can choose not to be offended, and that when we exposed ignorance and racism on public forums, what we've done is redlined the people that shouldn't be having these opinions in the public forum anyway. If you can put an argument against someone in a public sphere like a social media company, and it's a legitimate argument against someone who's spewing hate speech, then you've done more to win people over to your side than silencing those views. So when you have a political party who is for breaking up corporate kleptocracy and actually empowers it, who is belittling the First and Second Amendment, even though they're out protesting and saying that we need to defund the police, do all these things that will undermine governmental power structures, but we should definitely get rid of all our guns before we do that. It just seems that there is a fundamental ideological divide within these people's heads. So, these days, the left doesn't seem to stand what I used to think the left stood for. And being the flagrantly anti-government person that I've always been, I've rediscovered the power of the political right. And that's why I left the left. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it, We will not surrender for it, now or ever. Welcome back, Patriots of America. You are on the Patriot Cause, and this is The Gunny, telling you the truth, bringing you things that you may never have researched. And today... We are going to talk about an organization called the Walk Away Campaign. This young man started this campaign to try to get this leftist people to understand what this organizational communist conceptual ideology is doing to them. And they're walking away from the Democrat Party and understanding what the truth is. And we're going to talk about that truth. 
is a great day in America when we have so many patriots fighting for the truth and the Constitution of the United States, which is a document that allows us to be free as a country. That document was created based upon the inalienable rights presented to us by God. So that intro that you heard was just an example of a young man that is starting to see, his eyes are opening up, that we're in trouble in America. And he has realized that he has to fight and understand what we're going to do or what's necessary to do to get our country back like it is. So I'm going to mention from the Walk Away Campaign website who they are. The Walk Away Campaign is a true grassroots movement founded by former liberal Brandon Straka on May 26 of 2018. The Walk Away Campaign encourages and supports those on the left to walk away from the decisive or divisive tenets endorsed and mandated by the Democrat Party of today. We are walking away from the lies, the false narratives, the false news, the race baiting, the victim narrative, the violence, and the vandalism. We're walking away from a party driven by hate. We are walking towards patriotism and a new unified America. We are the future of this great nation. I love that description of this organization, the future of America. That's what we're focusing on. Not just their organization, but many like them. It's simple. There's a bunch of them, a bunch of them that need to be changed. And they have to understand that socialism and communism never has worked as an individual having freedom to live their life and not worry. These organizations, along with the Convention of States, the Heritage Foundation, etc., is trying to reteach our people about the values of America. So what is the truth? The truth, in my mind, is from God. He tells us what the truth, and we all know that. The left is fighting that. They don't want God in their lives. They want the ability to be their own God. So John 8, verses 31 to 33, where Jesus tells us that the truth will set you free. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, We are offsprings of Abraham and have never been enslaved to anyone. How is that? You say, You will become free. This is not new with the world. These people... These Jewish people were in this enslavement of the world and they missed the boat. They didn't understand what true freedom is. 
Jesus Christ is the freedom. He is the one that died for all sins of the world to release us from Satan that controls this world. So I'm going to play a few of these walkaway clips. Two of these individuals happen to be black people. One of them, I think, is an Arab or of Arab descent. And last but not least, don't want to miss this, the Bonehead Award. So the first one I'm going to play is a person named Brandon Tatum. And this is his story on how he came to the truth to understand what's happening in our country. My name is Brandon Tatum, and this is my story. I was born in Fort Worth, Texas. Um, I came from a split family, uh, had very good parents. And I would say that most of my childhood, I was, um, I guess my heroes were athletes. Um, I think I wanted to be like Michael Jordan. That was my favorite uh, sports uh, icon. I, growing up in Texas, you know, you, you you go to church, you play football, and that's it. You know, so being in Texas, growing up in Fort Worth, I mean, everybody plays sports. And so I was no different, you know. And my son was born in 2010, which was towards the end of my uh, college career. And in 2010 was also the year that I was eligible for the NFL draft. I had an agent, and it was projected that I would get drafted in the sixth or the seventh round, which is the last two rounds of the NFL draft. Um, to the Oakland Raiders. So my family threw a birthday party and a draft party same day. My agent told me that the Oakland Raiders had contacted him. They're going to draft me for sure in the uh, sixth or the seventh round to be first safety go. Um, that opportunity came and went. On that draft day, passed on me. They decided to pick another player, and I was devastated. I was devastated. I cried like a baby. And I had to make a crucial decision to say, okay, now that I put the X on the calendar, where do I go from here? So I decided to do a ride along. Um, I, I, I just went to a random substation and, and that's why I believe that things things are meant to be. And so I pull up to the substation, I pull right up on this officer. I pull right up next to him and I said, hey, you know, can I do a ride along with you? And Officer Sean Payne, who's a white officer, he, he looked at me, I could tell he was shocked. He was like, you know, what, what is this guy doing? And then I asked him to do a ride along and he said, of course, man, come by next week. We'll get you signed up for a ride along. And I went to do the ride along with Sean Payne, the emergency call of a young man who's acti actively committing suicide. And I literally saw them save this kid's life. He was actively cutting his wrist at a table at the back near the kitchen of this little small uh, studio apartment. And I remember him saving his life. They ended up getting him to, to safety, get him to some help. Um, and we get back in the car. And I remember before we went to the call, Sean was asking me about my family. He was talking about my mom and dad. And then we get back in the car and I remember him resuming the conversation. And I, I was I was at a loss of words. I mean, my heart was still beating like this. And I remember him asking me, um, uh, what were you saying about your mom? And I'm like, my mama, I, you know, I have a mama. You know, I was, I was totally just flustered. I, I asked him the question. I said, man, you, you, did this happen every day? He like, Oh yeah, I do this every day. And at that moment is the moment that I first discovered a hero. For the first time I saw a hero. And I used to think that athletes were heroes and nothing against athletes, you know, you know, you work hard. I, I know the sacrifice that's being made, but that's nowhere near what I saw from Sean Payne. 
doing that on a day-to-day -day basis and being able to recompose himself or gain his composure after seeing something so horrific. And at that moment in the car, I said, this is my calling. This is what I want to do. I want to be a hero like Sean Payne. And I became a police officer, and I was a police officer for six and a half years. When I was growing up, um, automatically, I was a Democrat. Uh, my whole family was, they were all Democrats. And as a black man in America, growing up and from pure uh, influence, Democrats are full of black people and Republicans are racist white people. That's what I grew up knowing. And, and, it, and it held true even when I was a police officer, when I first got on the police department. But I, I began to be challenged by other police officers. You know, some of them were my friends that loved me, cared about me, and knew me better than just by anybody else. And they would always tell me is that, okay, look at what this side is saying, the Democrat side is saying, look at what they stand for. And people would tell me, that's not what you stand for, is it? You're a Christian, you know, you believe in this, you believe in this, that's not what they're saying. And I would often say, oh, but I don't agree with that, but I still believe in this side. And over time, it began to wear on me, you know, those seeds were planted in me to, to really look at it more consciously. Barack Obama began to say things that were degrading and damaging to the image of law enforcement in America um, with Michael Brown and, and, and with the police officers that arrested a guy. I think he was a professor at Harvard or something like that. And they arrested him because um, it appeared that he was going, he was breaking into a house. It happened to be his house, but the police officers didn't know that. And Barack Obama didn't verify that. But the first thing he said is that those officers were acting stupidly. I physically saw the reaction of the community from the things that he was saying. People would begin to attack us, people would begin to, especially African-American people, were, oh man, you put me over because I'm black, man, y'all just out here just doing all whatever. And they were directly hearing from the commander-in-chief at the time, it broke me from that loyalty to not being open-minded. And I said, you know what, I will never support anybody who will not stand behind men and women who wear the uniform. And that's what caused me to just be more open to saying, let me look at both sides and not just to stay on one side when it comes to politics. I've never made a racist police officer, ever. I've never known anyone that I even thought was a racist, um, even if they didn't project it. Uh, it's very difficult to be a racist police officer, given the fact that you can't monitor who you go and serve with your life. And all of us police officers, whether you black, white, male, female, we all worked as a family. Um, I would die for any one of those police officers, no matter what color they were. And the white police officer in our department would die for me in a minute. And they would defend me harder than anybody else. You know, I'll never forget the scenario where it was a young officer. He was fresh on the police department. I had a couple years on him. We went to a call of a uh, white supremacist, a white nationalist or something, something that he was. And he did not want a black man taking his, or black police officer to be at his call. We show up. He said, I, I don't want the black man here. I just want the white officer. And my friend, he's my friend, we, we got close after that, he ripped his behind. I, I, I mean, I almost had to step in the middle of him. He said, how dare you say that to, to, to my fellow police officer? We'll leave. We don't have to, we won't serve you. You a piece of crap for saying that. And I supported that. And me and him became close friends. Never had a racial interaction with, never had a negative racial interaction with any of the police officers I was a part of. And a lot of policing in America has nothing to do with race. It has everything to do with behaviors. Because this is what people fail to realize, because they're ignorant and they have an agenda. 
The advice that I would give the, the younger B. Tatum is that first, build your relationship with God. That's the most important thing that you can do. And secondly would be believe in yourself and dream big. People are going to consistently try to put you in a box, tell you what you should think, tell you where you should go. But you got to understand that you're an individual and that just like you have an individual fingerprint, you are an individual person and you have your own mission in life and you have to follow that mission. Don't believe in this oppression. Don't believe that you, you know, live in the worst country on planet Earth. America is the greatest country that we have ever seen. You have an opportunity to be whatever you want to be in this great country. Have integrity, you work hard, and never let anybody stop you, and you will be successful. Thank the Lord that Brandon gets it. He is an individual, and his life is determined by himself, not by anybody else, not by any Democrat party, not by Republican party, not by politics. His life is determined by his abilities that was given to him by God, not through some hand-me-down political statement that is going to give you utopia in this world. The next one's really neat. This female says, which is interesting, that she seems like she's the only black conservative on the East Coast. So take a good listen to this lady. Hey, everybody. This is my walk-away story. Um, I walked away a long time ago. I'm talking 30 years ago or more. I walked away during the Clinton era. I walked away because I saw um, just where this country was headed. I saw the corruption of the Clintons. Um, and I wasn't even politically aware of anything before that time. But when I saw him, um, you know, talking about depends what is is and um, that oral sex isn't sex. Um, yeah, I, things changed for me. Um, you know, when you start having children, your worldview changes. You start to see the future. You start to see things differently. And, um, and I saw that. Plus, my... Um, my politics are informed by my Christian faith. And when the Democrats didn't um, line up with my faith, I had to get out. I had to get out. I mean, you know, black folks traditionally, traditionally um, vote Democratic because they just do. Their parents are, their neighborhoods are, and they're Democrats by default. And, you know, so so was I until I started looking and thinking and seeing and um, so that was my walk away story fast forward uh, to Barack Obama and um, I didn't vote for him my brother and I are the only two conservatives in our family and we did not vote for him and we got ostracized and um, you know lost friends and you know had to remain silent and just be on the down low because <laughs> We didn't vote for the black man. I'm sorry, 
we didn't want to vote for him just because he was black. We did our research and we saw, um, you know, that he was uh, inspired by rules for radicals. That's what he lived by. We know that he had socialist leanings. We saw all these things. We knew he was um, anti-Christian, and um, but nobody wanted to hear it. Nobody wanted to um, believe it, and they couldn't believe that we wouldn't vote for the black man. So, you know, whenever I would mention it, uh, you know, a black person would be like clutching their pearls, like, you didn't vote for Obama? And no, I didn't, not either time. So I'm proud to say that I did not. Um, I mean, I don't wanna be just a, a bashing Obama thing, but I just wanna say that a lot of black people turned their back on God when this man got into office. You know, a lot of things that we knew in the Bible, um, you know, a lot of us knew what was right and what was wrong, but the minute he said certain things that were anti-Christian, suddenly it was okay because he was a black man and it became idolatry. So, um, in addition to that, he really didn't do much for the black community, and I always said that. And, um, you know, people are now aware he didn't do anything for the black community. And in fact, he fomented a lot of this racial tension. And, you know, I grew up in the 60s and the 70s, saw the race riots, and it just, it feels like that all over again, even worse. Um, I think things were getting better in um, the time right before Obama. You know, I didn't feel this racial tension. Um, and, you know, I think we were progressing just fine. I mean, even myself, I became a designer. I did whatever I wanted to do in life. You know, I became successful. I traveled the world. And my children, I have two African-American sons, they are successful. Nobody ever stopped them. They did whatever they wanted to do in life and they are, um, they're doing okay. So I don't, I'm not buying this racism stuff that goes on. I'm, I'm not saying it doesn't exist. We know it exists, but um, not to the degree that the left perpetrates and wants us to believe and buy into like everywhere around every corner somebody is uh, looking at us because uh, we're black you know uh, they want to put us back on the ships to Africa it's ridiculous so anyway um, you know I grew up just believing that you you work hard you know, and, and to become successful. I grew up in the projects, you know. My mother was an immigrant from the Philippines and um, they had sixth grade education. So I didn't have to follow suit. I knew that I wanted more for my life and I'm living the American dream now and so are my kids, you know, and they're striving. And um, so this walk away movement, because I've been a little down lately, looking at the state of the country and how everybody's just so upset about everything. And then I found this walk away movement this weekend and I'm so excited. It's just so exciting to see all of these people that are awake or as they say, woke. And it's just, it's just amazing. There's, there's a, a young man in my neighborhood in Brooklyn, you know, and 
please, I was hard pressed to find any other conservatives for years here in New York City. Uh, my brother and I felt like the only conservatives on the East Coast. It was just that lonely. It's such a lonely place. So um, it's nice to have the company, you know, and, um, you know, shout out to Stacey Dash, who the minute she said she was conservative, you know, now they're calling her all crazy and this and that and the other. So it's been a lonely place for her. Um, but shout out to her for standing up. Shout out to Candace Owens, fearless, amazing, beautiful young lady who, um, you know, she is taking this country by storm. Um, and she is bringing out the facts fearlessly and she's just amazing. So I feel like she's uh, my daughter from another father. So shout out to her and everybody uh, involved in this movement. So it is exciting. These are exciting times. Um, walk away, um, you know, reclaim your dignity, your life, uh, be what you want to be. Um, just walk away from the plantation. It is just awesome to see this. So um, God bless America. Um, you know, we've been praying, myself and my prayer partner, we've been praying for something like this. Um, God bless America. God bless all of you that are uh, involved in this. And um, it's just awesome. I am inspired. So um, with that, Namaste, namaste, and namago. Yet another great patriot that finally understands what America is, and she is not going to let the color of her skin determine who she is and what she's going to do. So she walked away, like she said, 30 years ago. And... Unless we get millions, millions of Americans to understand that socialism and communism is not going to solve their problems, it is not going to get better. It's going to get worse. But thank God for these organizations that are standing up. The last clip I'm going to play on specifically walk away type idea is this quote ex-socialist this uh, this is a guy that was a socialist he had believed in it and then he came to america he seen what america was he seen his capabilities he excelled and his life is a lot better because he's in america you got to listen to this ex-socialist i walked away from the left after my brainwashing sessions came to an end I walked away from the left because I am not a racist. I walked away from the left because I love freedom. I walked away from the left because I support the right of every single individual to speak out freely, even if their views opposed my own. I walked away from the left because I support the freedom of religion and the, the religious institutions right not to go against their own faith. I walked away from the left because I do not want to demonize white people or discriminate against, against them simply because of their color in the name of the so-called white privilege. I walked away from the left because I do not want to sit by and watch as black people are being kept on the plantation by the same people that implemented Jim Crow laws. I walked away from the left because I do not want to sit by and watch as minorities in general are being chained by welfare programs implemented 
by the left in order to count on them and their votes in general elections. I walked away from the left because I value freedom and liberty. I walked away because I do not want the government to control my destiny. I walked away as I matured and as I started researching more and reading more and as I realized that socialism is selfishness and that socialism does not work, but rather the free market and capitalism. I walked away because I want people to become more independent rather than dependent on the government and on the racist party, the Democratic Party. I walked away because I want to be free. When I was on the left, even when I met with conservatives, they never demonized me, they never labeled me, they never called me names. But when I switched, switched my ideology, when I became a conservative, the same lefties, lefties that used to be my friends, my professors, they labeled me, they called me names. They called me xenophobic, racist, Islamophobic, homophobic. All the phobics you can think of were thrown at me. Why? Because I became a conservative. And that's, that's exactly when I realized that I am going down the right path. That's exactly when I realized that the left does not respect freedom, does not appreciate freedom. And ladies and gentlemen, that's why I walked away. There are many examples of these great patriots that see what America for what it is. And they understand that and they are realizing the turmoil that the left has put these people in. They're understanding I can no longer handle the oppression and the massive government that is preventing me from being able to do whatever I want to do. Now, the next thing I'm going to present to you is the Bonehead Award of the day. This individual in 2006 decided he doesn't want to be a Republican no more. And listen to what his excuse is. In 2006, in 2006, just so you know, before we start this clip, the deficit of the federal government was $8 trillion. <laughs> you got to laugh out loud about that. This is the time frame he decided he didn't want to be a Republican because it's $8 trillion. I wonder what this individual thinks today about the Democrat Party and what they have done to the deficit. Listen to this bonehead. My name is Conrad. I've been a Republican my entire life. I was pro-Reagan and pro-Bush. I'm a fiscal conservative who believes in the rule of law. I believe in a strong defense and the protection of individual freedoms. And government, it shouldn't intrude in the lives of citizens. It should be accountable to the people. And I still believe in all of that. But does the Republican Party? Instead of, instead of reducing spending, they have gone from a record surplus to an $8 trillion deficit. $8 trillion. Instead of protecting our freedoms, instead of protecting our freedoms, they want to search our phones and internet records. And instead of 
uh, limiting government in our lives. All three branches are run by zealots whose agenda is to impose their religious views. And that's when I realized that the Republican Party, they don't believe what I believe in. Not anymore. And that is why I am voting Democrat for change, a needed change. So you can imagine this individual today. I can just think about what's going through his ridiculous brain when he's talking about how the Republicans are for big government and spending. Yes, every politician in this country wants big spending. It's just how it is. So just because you switch sides doesn't mean that it's going to change. This is proof of it. This man decided he didn't want to be a Republican. He's going to vote Democrat. How did that work out? So I can imagine in his head. Now, he said something that was very, very difficult for me to understand. Is he's pointing at these Republicans as religious zealous. Religious people, that's what the country was founded on. Freedom of religion, all religions. It's not just any specific religion. You have freedom of religion. But I'm assuming this individual is going to blame the Republican Party as a whole because of some religious zealots. And that's why they spend tons of money. 2006 is when he made this video. Absolutely amazing how many people in this country are confused. I'm so confused. The reason they're confused is because they don't have a base. They don't have a platform of truth in their body. And unless you understand that truth, God's truth that he put in you, and you go towards that light, you go towards that truth, this is who you end up as. This is why these walkaway people are walking away. It's not because of one party or another. It's because they're realizing what the truth is. And they're walking away from communism, from government, from all the things that limit the freedom that God give you as a person. This is the situation. This is the country that we live in today. Again, you got to do something. Every one of us need to stand up. Talk to somebody. Join the school board. Do something as a freedom-loving, liberty, constitution, understanding, American, red-blood citizen in this country. And we can go back to the great days just like Donald Trump said, make America great again. It's got nothing to do with him being president, nothing, whatever. But what he's saying is true. We got to make America great. We got to come back to the values of the country and the foundation of God's principles of human beings before we can make any 
change in this country, and you can't just do it in your household. You got to do it in your community. You got to do it in your state, and you got to do it at the federal level. Stand up, show up, speak up. This is the Gunny out.